Hey, this is Will Wheaton. You're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy, and I'm here with a very special guest, my brother Carson. He's messing with his iPad. Is that the intro? Sure. That's it. What do you want me to be like? All my brother, the greatest. How many? How many other brothers you got? Super comedian. I'm literally, literarily, the best brother you will ever have. Yeah. Number one. You're big bro. I'm little bro. Yeah. B bro, L bro. The Creasy bros. Why are you talking like that? Because we're bros. We are bros. I'm sorry, I, can't, I can't bro down with my bro. It's the only time it's okay. You're giving me the green light to bro down. Yeah. Let's throw down this bro down. Alright. I'm in your town. In SD. You're scared of clown. I'm scared of clown. You talk about that a lot on your podcast? A little bit. How scared of clowns you are? Yeah. How your sweet, adorable brother once gave you a pet rock that he painstakingly painted like a clown? (laughs) Just to make me scared of it. I was clowning you, bro. You were. You got clowned. (laughs) You talk about how you read Stephen King's It when you were like 10. Yeah. And then uh, it had that scary Tim Curry clown, Pennywise. Yeah. Great punk band, by the way. On the spine of it. And you had it in your room. Forever. And that tiny one inch Tim Curry on the spine, you had to put, you taped like a post-it note. (laughs) Taped a post-it note over it. Why did you do that? Because I was afraid that I would wake up and think there he would. Like I could see it. You could even see that in the dark? Maybe. Who knows? You slept in the dark? No. Oh, that's right. Oh, here you we could go. see the clown all the way on your desk, on your bookshelf, because you slept with the light on. Yes. Until I was a senior in high school. So what changed your senior year of high school? I realized I probably am not going to have roommates that are going to be cool with sleeping with the lights on. So I better just figure my shit out. So you were thinking of others. That's so Brendo. Because you're like the nicest dude in the world. Yeah, but I had a few nights where I would I was I couldn't sleep, so I was scared. When you were a senior in high school? No, uh, yes, and when I was in college. What were you scared of? Just I don't know. So the whole dark thing like as a kid we I think that all started because Patricia our babysitter let us watch a horror movie. Was Patricia the one who was bathing us and I took a Took a yes. deuce. Took a deuce in the tub. Yes. And she had to clean it up. Yes. You also threw up on her. 
She was really nice to us at our dad's funeral, like yeah. 15 years later. She showed up. Or 10 she, years she later. She was there. She was like our nanny, basically. She didn't mention the the P or the V. I don't think so. Much respect, Patricia the babysitter. Yeah. But she made you scared of the dark? Well, because I think she let us watch a horror movie or something. Or she wasn't just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But we saw some movie that was like stupid it like it's scary it's real scary this and the country haven court yeah it was that haunt haunted one the ghost story ghost story which have you ever actually watched that movie it's got like peter o'toole in it it's like a proper horror tale peter o'toole the peter o'toole from yes. high spirits yes which i need to go back and watch high spirits because I feel it's like got I, the dude from Taken in it. It's and got I got Quiet Ganjin in it. Right? I also yes. Who's I his also name? Liam, Neeson. Liam Neeson. And who's his love Beverly interest? Beverly D'Angelo is in it. And Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. And good old Gutenberg. <whistles> Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. But I feel like I made up some of that movie. That was Daryl Hannah from uh, Kill Bill. Before I, I, I feel like I made up some of that movie in my head. So I need to go back and see if some of that stuff actually happened. Yeah, your brain does that. It invents things that weren't there. I feel like it does. Do you think... Okay, we need to get into this. Because I know people... How much of a liar you are? Maybe not. I'm not a liar. Uh, What did you tell me happened on the whale watching trip when you were in, like, second or third grade? I don't remember. Yes, you do. What did you tell me happened on there? (laughs) I don't. Yes, you do. You remember everything. You're an encyclopedia of your childhood. Did I say we got hit and attacked by a shark? Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't remember like that. I, well, apparently you do, because you just pulled it out of I your brain. I'm just trying to think, what would I say? I would either say, we got hit attacked by a Why shark. Why is your face turning red right now? Because I'm just thinking about this. It's embarrassing. This is your tell. You can tell... <laughs> How did you survive at poker with Kevin Smith when, you, when your face turns all red when you get embarrassed and oh, excited? Oh, here's how that my tell goes away when I'm drunk. So your tell is you you being drunk. No, but that that like wipes out everything. So I'm like a blank. Like Madonna from Dick Tracy. Yes. Turn into the blank. Yes. Wasn't her? Who was her piano player? That would be good Adego old... Diego um, Montoya. Yes. Mandy Patinkin. Star-studded cast, Dick Tracy. And Princess Bride. Pacino deserved an Oscar for Dick Tracy. He was nominated. Bride. It's true. It's a fact. Though he was basically... he Like, Warren Beatty just, like, got all of his friends. It was like, hey, let's wear goofy makeup and Disney will give us a ton of money. If you were to be a Dick Tracy villain... Like the flat top. Which one? What would your? Who would you be? Well, I wanted to be flat top. Like I just thought he was the coolest. He had red, flaming red hair. Like yes. And William Forsythe's pretty badass. So who would you be? Does a Dick, Tra- Dick Tracy villain? I would probably be like the Blob or something. Or no, I would be like. I like that little. I would be like kind of. I think I'd be like little face, but like a giant. It's already head. taken. You could be the Blob. Big face. Big face. Yeah. <laughs> Big boy. Well, they're already a big boy. Well, you could be big face. Yeah. Or the big, big face. Big clan. Because I'd be like little face. What if I had like a giant face on a little head and like it was just like I was all face? This is what you kind of are right now. I don't know. Do I have a big head? I do. Big head. 
it's weird because like we went shopping yesterday and I was like, this is nice looking at all these clothes that I can't wear, you know, but I mean, it gives me, it gives me something to aspire to. Clothing that you can wear. That's not big dog. Yeah. Cause those big dogs, they play hard. Big dogs do a lot of things. They're sassy dogs. They are pretty... I don't know if this still exists, because... It sure does. Yeah. Are Americans still obese? <laughs> they need that big dogs. Big dog, big dog has a lot of attitude right now. He has a lot of pull in the red states. Is there a lot of, like, pro-gun big dog shirts? You could get a big dog... My, my gun is as loud as my bark. They have big dog guns. <laughs> They're like larger triggers and like trigger guards, fat so guns. fat guys can fit their fat little digits to fire their guns at Obama faces and whatever rednecks shoot at. Yeah. I can say that about rednecks, because we're descended from farmers from New Mexico. We have some of our listeners that are living in America's heartland, so yeah, we gotta be... We gotta be careful, because yeah. those fuckers got guns. Well, there's people here with guns. Sure. I have a gun right now. You? Yeah, it's between my legs. Okay. I'm talking about my concealed weapon. It's not good to have a concealed weapon. I think that's illegal in California. And there's lots of military police here, so. A lot of MPs? Yeah. One time. I woke up and it was like there was all kinds of shit going on outside and I was like what is going on and it turned out one of my neighbors was getting arrested by the MPs for something because like there's a lot of military people here. Did he kill his wife in the bathtub? I hope not but when sometimes when there's police matters it's because a lot of these are soldiers like so something if it's something military related the regular police don't come the <clears throat> military police do and their way they don't have like you know, like, the police have to at least, like, treat you somewhat nice. But, like, the military police, like, you're... They can do whatever they want, basically, so they were, like... They're like the gangster squad with yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. They play by their rules. Pretty much. Not not the rules of you or I. Yeah. We've had some run-ins with the law as brothers. A few. Yeah, that, <laughs> it was many. that one time, uh... One time, uh... You cried about it. When? The Cadillac at the Highlands. Oh well, when you guys got arrested for streaking, well, and you were I got in the you most were an accomplice. trouble. You were an accomplice. I, I guess I was an accomplice. You were our videographer with your hungry eyes. There was no video. No, your hungry eyes were the video. <laughs> well, I I knew I was going to get in the most trouble, and that's why I was crying, and I was right. And I got my internet taken away, and I lost my internet girlfriend. And Your Canadian internet girlfriend? Hey, she was from Texas. That's America's Canada. Yes. And I talked to her. That was like my AOL. That's what I did. Is I talked to her, and I went and trolled in internet wrestling like chat. And I didn't have any of that anymore. Couldn't do it, so it was very sad. For how long? Like a week. <laughs> I had to go to a psychologist. I did, too. We had to go to freaking... We had to talk to the pastor... Good old and, Jay. And we had to go to therapy. Yeah. I remember um, we had like the, I had my session and we talked, you know, like first sessions go, you just kind of like, well, they just let you do all the talking and, and they 
pick your brain based on what you choose to share. And I was just talking about life growing was Nathan, up. Was it Nathan Hooker's dad? No, it was some other dude. Because I went to... Okay. But uh, we finished, and the dude was like, yeah, you seem pretty normal. <laughs> and then like he, then I went out, and then he talked with mom, and then they called me back in. He was like, uh, you forgot to tell me something about this nakedness running around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, me and some friends ran through a, a shopping center localized around Edward Cinemas, the Delmar Highlands, where I would later work. Uh, you just had to run through naked in front of like nobody. There was nobody out there. Wasn't there a movie getting out? No, I think we we we, we told people that later that it was super crowded. Sound cooler <laughs> because we almost aborted the mission because there there's was nobody. there's no one there. <laughs> like, we're gonna run through, no one's gonna see it except for the lonely person in the box office and the security guard with nothing better to do and the security guard who chased us down on foot. After our friend Jesse, who we saw today, yeah, get crushed by the door of get Brent Campbell's Cadillac. And the thing that we would have gotten away, but I guess he went over a speed bump too fast, knocked loose a spark plug. No, I think Jesse's chest broke the car. <laughs> he and, did hit pretty hard. Yeah. He really broke his rib, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Crumpled in the car and was naked. <laughs> Naked except for shoes. I think we were running with our shirts. Me, Ozzy. Mark Mark must have been there. there was Mark was definitely there. He was not the first to get out of the car, though. That was me. I led the charge. Mark was a follower on that night. <laughs> okay. If my memory serves me well. So, yeah. So, I'm wonder, I'm sure our, our mom loved it when they, she gets it. It's like, what, one thirty two in the morning? No, it was probably like 10.30. Okay, yeah, you're right. the theater was Because there were still people driving around. Yeah. So it was like 10.30, 11. I think she probably thought we were staying at somebody's house. She gets a call, Mrs. Creasy, this is the San Diego Police Department. She thought we were perverts. Yeah. Because we were running around naked, just expressing our beautiful bodies. I was not running around naked. Cause I was what were you doing? Why did you just stay home? I was in the getaway car. Because we were coming from Brent's. We were just on a mark adventure. Well, you were there. I was there. Wasn't You knew it was going to go down. <laughs> I think you guys were going to do it. Why well, I should have known. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... I mean, to bring it full circle, when the security guard... The security guard was hilarious, remember? Because uh, Mark, our, our mouthy friend Mark, was like, what would you have done if we just, like, took off and ran? <laughs> and totally deadpan, the security guard was like, well, I would have had to take out my piece and shoot you. And we're like, what? No way! You would not do that. He's like, I would have to. Because you guys have your guns out. And by guns, he meant did he actually say that? He did say that. That's inappropriate. It's pretty good for a rent-a-cop. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you were the reason why I didn't run, because I was like, let's run. But I was like, well, can't leave my bro behind. He's not very fleet of foot, even though in, in high school on the football team, they called him Grease Lightning. Go Grease Lightning. It's Crease Lightning. That's right. Crease Lightning. Well, I, they get it. Yeah. So my nickname was Little Lightning. It was? <laughs> yeah, with me and my friends. Okay. No, I think that was uh, Flanders. 
the basketball coach. That short guy that broke Rashawn yeah. Salon's knee. Yeah. I could dunk a basketball, even though it was like five foot five. Yep. Sports talk with the Greasy Brothers. Speaking of sports, how about those Portland Trailblazers? I'm sure everybody cares about that. You, I can't talk about sports? No, you can. So you like. Let's your... talk about this, because that was a prayer shot. Point <laughs> nine seconds left. Yeah. To defeat the evil Houston Rockets. Yeah. And uh, miracles do happen. And we weren't watching when that happened because we thought the game was over. Right. But it was because we weren't watching that they won. Because as sure soon as we started watching, they were ahead exactly. the whole time. Uh, in the f- Well, a lot of the time in the fourth quarter, we start watching, they start blowing it. It all rides on you. You don't talk about like your fantasy football teams on here? And how awesome I always dominate you in fantasy football. How much I suck, so I haven't played in a while. Because I'm terrible. You hung up the fantasy cleats? I think so. It's not true. I'm sure you're in baseball league right now as we speak. No, fantasy baseball is too much work. Like changing pitchers. Because, <laughs> like, the pitching rotation. Hold on. Fantasy, anything is too much work? Well, you gotta, like, be on top of it. And check it, like, every day. and. That's true. I tanked in a gets... fantasy basketball league. Yeah, like, those ones where you gotta set your lineups, like, every day. That's why I'm not happy about, like, the now the NFL has, like, Thursday games and yeah, Saturday games. Yeah, it's too much. And it's just like... You can't set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. That's right. That's what a lot of our customers think about our product, and that's why they're jerks when they call me. Cause I'm like, Let's talk some more about your really boring work that you hate. Absolutely. Let's talk about you. Um, you live in Portland, Vancouver, Washington area, Portland, Oregon. Right there? That's right. And you're a comedian? Yes. By nighttime? Sometimes daytime. On the what? weekends. You have, you were you were you were an actor in college. And after. And then you decided to do stand up? Yeah. What made you want to do that? Uh I did a lot of theater in the Bay Area and then I moved up to Portland. And uh theater it's like uh you know, you got to, well, with anything, just theater, radio, comedy, you got to pay your dues. And I started uh, climbing that ladder in the Bay Area and then moved to Portland and I got really tired of like it. Because every time you move to a new market or a new city, you have to like, you know, to a certain extent, start that climb all over again. And theater's tough because, you know, you have to audition, then you get cast and then you have four weeks of rehearsal and then four to six weeks of, so it's a huge commitment. Yeah. And, with stand-up, it's like, oh, is there a mic tonight? I'll go. Was I funny? Sometimes. But it's all on you. It's very mercenary. And it's like, yeah. How long have you been doing that? I'm going to my third year. Yeah? Um, and by comedy, I, I, I do a little bit of stand-up. I do improv every week. And I do, like, scripted comedic theater. Yeah, you were in a... Golden Girls tribute show, or what is it, like, just an episode of the Golden Just, like, Girls. all, an all-male cast performing Golden Girls episodes. Nice. We improvised uh, a little bit towards the end of the run. Which one were you? I was Sophia, the oldest one. The, yeah, the old grandma. Mm-hmm. She's very, she's very lippy. Perfect for you. 
Yeah, it was very fun. I mean, because, you know, I come from a really nerdy, like, theater background. Mm -hmm. And this is just, like, very broad. Like, you know, our Blanche was a professional drag queen. Uh, you know, it's just, like, it's very... It's very easy humor. People went crazy for the Golden Girls, but I took it very seriously, you know, because as a as an actor, you know, I got into like, well, what? This is an old lady. She says all these things, and the way a script, like a, a sitcom script, is, you know, there you have to justify just sitting around listening for a long time. So whenever I didn't have lines, I would just like hum to myself the same old song, you know, and try and put myself into like a dementia Alzheimer's mindset. <laughs> and so for like the 20 minute episodes, it would be like this one long story in my brain. And I was just like, had it scripted in my head to be like, and this was the thing that reminded me of my son. And now I have a line that I'll say out loud. And I had this very long internal monologue that was fun to get lost in. Cool. And then, um, Spill it. this is about my process as an artist. Cause I find the more serious you take yourself, the funnier it is when you be funny, so. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Just talking to shop. You know... Agent... Guy. I mean, one of the guys. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know one of the guys in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You went to school with him, right? I did. We studied acting at UC Berkeley together. What's his name? Brett Dalton. Yeah. Cool. I just thought that was cool. I want yeah. to brag. I want to brag about you. Oh, is that? Was he the same one that was in a pilot with Eliza Dishku? Yes. Nurses. Like, he's like handsome. He's a man. very handsome man. Very handsome man. Uh, very. And he's a. Uh, he's he had a got his bachelor's degree in art practice at UC Berkeley. Uh huh. Um, took our theater minor, so it basically means he just took all the acting and directing classes. Uh, I went to a party at his house. Went to a party, not at his house. Oh, well, I met one him. of our theater friends. You met. I saw him, and then we. I think we hung out with him a little bit. But he was a theater total theater guy, theater rock star. He studied graduate acting at Brown for a little bit, and then took a break because he got. You know, why do you go to graduate school? Is to get noticed and get seen. And so after his first year, uh, he had an offer to get representation, and that's when he did that nurses pilot. Um, and then, you know, he did that for a little bit. He did like a Super Bowl voiceover for, uh, for like, a men's clothing company, I forget, Van Housen or something. Uh-huh. And then he went back to school and actually finished his, his MFA in acting at the Yale School of Drama, which is like, it's, it's like the, the big times. It's like top of the pops. Um, so he has like, it's so funny, like, I mean, I'm. And out of all they could do, he ends up on a Marvel. I know he's, show. he's playing this superhero show. It's so funny. But I can his. I don't know. Are you watching it? I've seen like a couple episodes. Oh, there's major. Sp- I won't. I won't spoil it because like the things that he does that he's doing now are amazing. Like you can, it's good. You can tell they needed somebody. Is he representing UC Berkeley well? I think so. Because you know who else? He's, he's had to do a lot of good acting. And he's been doing a good job. I mean, I take a lot of pride in being uh, a Cal Bear. And before our time, also from the same acting teachers uh, that we all had, was uh, Chris Pine. There you go. So you got Captain Kirk. And Sulu. Boom. Um, so you see Berkeley. We are, uh, we are doing things in the acting 
There you go. Comedy World, too. There's a bunch of comedians from, from UC Berkeley, too. Or the big comedians from Berkeley. Uh, there's a whole bunch that are, that are in the Bay Area and some in L.A. now. But in Portland, well, there's myself yeah. uh, and Amy Miller, who uh, has a show called Midnight Mass at the Funhouse Lounge, that if you're ever in town and are a comedy fan, you need to go see that show. Yeah. Last uh, the, the guest, there was a bunch of surprise guests last week. Because it's at midnight, so anyone who's in town has no conflict. So, like, Norm MacDonald dropped by. I've seen Rory Scovel there. It's rad shit. So what's the most random, like, hangout with comedian experience you've had? Like, anything super cool? Any cool people? Well, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. No, usually comedians are awesome. I mean, I I love doing stand-up, but I'm very lazy and bad at it. Uh especially guy I, mean, I don't write you know when i'm not you know performing it's a terrible process so for me to be like doing good at stand up i need to be going out like 3 or 4 times a week and it's just very hard to do uh and uh the comedy guys that uh, that are out there is just so fun to watch out there in portland so you, but you see a lot like portland's an amazing place right now and our com- comedy summer camp is coming up this weekend the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. In the past years, I've always volunteered and uh, found myself at these crazy, like, after parties where it's like, there's Reggie Watts, there's Andy Haynes, there's Andy Dick, there's Moshe Kasher. It's just really hilarious to see uh, these comedians cut loose at Comedian Summer Camp. That's what it is. Comedian Summer Camp? Yeah, that's its reputation. A lot of these big festivals have, like... uh, you know, their, their own kind of like, uh, appeal and kind of tagline, not taglines, but kind of like what they're known as is like Portland definitely has been recognized as like, Oh, that's the fun summer camp. And, uh, just for laughs is like the professional day. It's like, you know, it's like your debutantes coming out ball and, uh, you know, the Austin, you know, moon tower, moon tower is, is just, you know, I think that was just like fun fun nonstop fun you know they all have their own character and and that that's definitely the vibe at bridgetown cool why do you think i have asperger's i think because uh they needed tongs to deliver you and they squished your brain and that's why i have cerebral palsy uh do you have asperger's i don't know you keep telling me that i do i'm not a doctor why do you think I do? Asperger's doesn't exist anymore. It's been declassified. Really? Yeah, it no longer exists. It's because it's a. It's a. Now it's just on the autism spectrum. Okay. Um, but you think I'm high on that spectrum? I mean, definitely. I mean, you. I mean, it depends. You know, on certain areas. I don't know how many. I don't know. I'm again. I'm not an expert. But if it's a spectrum, we're all on it. Yeah. To a certain degree, you know, like the Kinsey scale for sexual orientation. Yeah. You know, very few people live at the poles and you're chilling. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Sometimes you seem, you know me probably better than anybody. And yeah, I don't know if you have any insights. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think <laughs> it sounds terrible, but I mean, uh, cause I've been to like advising conferences cause I, I do like college admissions advising and academic advising. And, uh, I went to a, a workshop on advising students who are on the autism spectrum. And, uh, one of the takeaways was like, you know, and because many people who are on the spectrum, you know, to a moderate to a level aren't even aware of it. 
Yeah. Like to the effect of like there was a woman who was attending this workshop who was uh, hitting all the indicators <laughs> who, who I'm pretty sure was on the spectrum because I mean, and then they went through them and it's like, um, you know, works well independently rather than in collaborative group settings. Um, amazing, uh, you know, uh, attention to detail, uh, you know, and not having other things are, are negative. Um, but what even like wearing clothes for comfort as opposed to like function or styling, uh, if you know, if you like were one of those kids who like was just hated wearing jeans because it was like really, really like, I uh, felt like it was scratching. So like a lot of them wear like sweatpants. So if you think of the kids who like only wore sweatpants over and over again in your elementary school, <laughs> it's a good indicator. Um, not to stereotype. Um, but also, um, very loyal, like loyalty, like because of their, their, you know, addiction to routine. Yeah. Um, and I found it funny because to me, like, I just started doing stand-up and all of these describe a lot of the stand-up comedians <laughs> and our art qualities. But, you know, certain, uh, like, certain uh, hiring firms, like, only, like, especially in, like, computer science and programming, uh, they headhunt uh, people who identify on the spectrum because they can do things that, yeah. you know, normal people can't do in terms of uh, focus. Uh, there, was a, there was a story in Vanity Fair about uh, a financier who actually was one of the guys who like, uh, you know, predicted, but, you know, actually, you know, the subprime mortgage stuff. And he was just, you know, he realized that when his son got diagnosed with autism, the way he learned about that, he also had it. And he kind of lucked out. Whereas, you know, like, you know, like, uh, obsessions, preoccupations with certain things very intensely, uh, is, you know, definitely a behavior associated with, uh, you know, people who are on that spectrum. And sometimes it's for like, uh, you know, turn of the century maps of Manhattan or, you know, airplanes, you know, everything is very singular. And he just got obsessed, you know, when he was studying economics, you know, with, you know, mortgage markets. And he used that to his professional advantage, became a very successful hedge fund manager. And see, my obsessions are like things of no value. As you've seen this weekend, it's like professional wrestling. And I don't know what else. So you were like testing me. We were watching Royal Rumble, and I was just shouting out, like, by entrance music. Yeah, if there was, like, a name that tune for <laughs> entrance songs, I would want you on my team, because it was big. And you even knew, like, what they weren't. You're like, oh, well, this wrestler, his key came from ECW, so actually, when he was in ECW, and they didn't care about the rights for, for the intellectual <laughs> property of the song, this wrestler came out to Aerosmith, but this is their fake song. And you knew that immediately. Did I, like, freak out a lot of your friends? No. Everyone loves you. Who would you freak out? I don't know, because I talk so much about weird... I don't, like, I talk a lot yeah, about things that don't matter. Well, that's another one. One-sided conversations. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well... But I think you guys are our X-Men. Yeah? Because you, like, you have these special powers that normal humans don't have, but are a blessing and a curse. Because a strength is just a weakness overused. I learned that at a professional help seminar. Yeah, you you go to a lot of like conferences and stuff for like your job. Work. I've been to a lot of diversity trainings. But I recently, I didn't even tell you about this. I have these friends uh, who are comedian performers, and they do this thing called Lance Life. Mm-hmm. Which is like a fake motivational speaker, but he's actually, they're better and they have their slides and their production value are far superior to the real deal, who through youth group and other things that we have a lot of exposure to. Yeah. Uh, and so they perform at like sketch fest and comedy festivals. 
And I did a, a show at a theater festival with them. Uh, and so we're, we're buddies and I work at a university and I was like, you guys should be doing this at like universities. And I, I'm on the professional development, uh, committee for my work, which is just a whole bunch of PS. Uh, and so I get to feed like a training for like our entire staff of 40 mm-hmm. at uh, the school I work for. And like, it's higher education. So like this staff of 40 that they would prepare to workshop for was all like women above the age of 35 been working in higher ed and I even gave them a topic, you know, non-traditional student retention. And they built this custom mock presentation for that audience. And I got to be like, ladies and gentlemen, um, the professional development committee probably presents, you know, comedian or, you know, humorist, motivational speaker, uh, Lance Banks. And he does this amazing, you know, like theatrical, you know, uh, presentation for a pretty surprised and delightfully entertained staff. It was pretty amazing. Nice. I would even get like emails from like the registrar and like the vice chancellor who were in attendance. And these are people who had like, uh, we had a mock student panel where like a fake professional wrestler pretended to be like a student and <laughs> came running into this boardroom where we had the meeting just in like motorcycle boots and his underwear and started, uh, you know, like Rick flaring the joint up and these people loved it. And they really appreciated the message about the need to meet our students with more flexible class scheduling. So there's even a message inside that. These guys were great. Awesome. That's what I've been up to. Awesome. Comedy wise. So comedy for me takes on a lot of forms. Cool. And um Like even right now, like this is comedy. Sure. Would you consider this a comedy podcast or is this is serious? I don't know, it's kind of a lot of things. It's everything into one. And a lot of it's comedy, but it's also just It's a terrible elevator pitch. Sorry, I don't know how to do any of that. Give it to me. Come on, you've had meetings. I know. Sell me on this podcast right now. Give me a tagline. Go. It's, um... It's a dude talking about stuff. The end. Dude's talking about stuff. (laughs) Yeah. The end. That's pretty much it. Um... Yeah, I'm not very good at describing what this is, but it seems to be something cool because I like doing it. People seem to dig it. Who are these people? I don't know, but lots of people. You have quite a reach. I remember I started doing comedy in one of the first comedy shows I booked. These guys were like, wait a minute. Carson Creasy? Are you related to the Brendan Brendoman Creasy? Really? Yeah. Wow. Scoot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got we got fans. And a lot of roommate. that comes from when I was doing shows at Smod Castle. So there's that Smod Castle. There's that Smod Castle. Kevin Smith connection. Castle. But then, even since then, though, we picked up because you know that's what's great about today's audiences is if you do something and it's Smod you know Castle. you'll find your audience and it might be a small audience but like because of the internet like and then you have this niche audience small and vocal audience and it's cool yeah exactly and they bought t-shirts and send us letters and cool people because apparently they like listening to me talk with my friends what's your most successful podcast today ever yeah well, that's probably like back in the bagged and boarded days when we had like celebrity guests on and stuff. Like we had Chris Hardwick and you wouldn't consider me a celebrity. I mean, I definitely do. 
So this is... And did you see that? No, you didn't see that. He put his hand on my shoulder in a very moving and brotherly way. Because well, that's what bros do. That's right. Bros. Bros before Cosmos. I saw that on a sign at the train station. It's not. As soon as I got in San Diego. Bros before Cosmos. That's like Cosmos. welcome to bro land is basically what that's saying. Downtown San Diego, like gas lamp on a Friday, it's like beyond bro zone. Beyond relief. It's ridiculous. And during Comic Con, it gets a little like. Like West Side Story. Bros before nerdos. Because you got all these bros out, and they're like, oh, we're a little outnumbered, but like... But so they want some of that hot cosplay that's action. true. So they try... They Like, you'll see if you're in, like, one of the, like, Comic-Con, like, after parties or but areas. But you can be a bro and a nerd. You can, I guess. What do you call that? Nerdists. Maybe. I don't know. Because everyone's nerdy now, but whatever. Yeah, but if you, and a lot of these guys, they're like still acting all tough and trying to start shit. At Comic-Con? Yes. What are they starting shit about? Like, who gets to No, get they're just... Daenerys Stormborn's autograph? Bros. And all the, all the nerds are like, this is ours. This is our turf. Well, yeah, because there's more of us that week. But normally, this is where we would like... I would like turn... I mean, I'm still... I'm not... I get... I like... If there's, like, a large group of, like, bros and they're heading towards us, we're like, oh, we need to scatter. Like, tough guy alert. Tough boys. Yeah, when you guys are all packing lightsabers and shit. <laughs> well, I guess I need to do that. Did I tell you the story? I've told it on the podcast already, but um, me and Benson, some other guys, we were walking from the high. Doug Benson? Matt Benson. My Benson. Oh. Um, Matt Benson. My Benson, your Benson, our Benson. <clears throat> so we were walking back to our hotel in the gas lamp, and we saw this, like, group of guys that look like tough boys. So we're like, oh, no. And they come up, and it's the it's the dudes from um, Workaholics, like that really long-haired, redneck-looking guy, and then some of those other guys, and they turned out to be really awesome. But See? First we were like, oh. Those guys are bros. Yeah, they were kind of bro-y. There's good bros. There's bad bros. Ooh. He was just on the he was on the season finale of Community. Nice. Did you watch that? Are you watching Community? No, I don't because I work at a community oh, college. So good. Not for a community college. I want <laughs> that to be distinct. I work for a but your tier one research university is at a community college. Yeah, yes. Because you're in charge of the transferring. I get in trouble. Like, I actually have gotten feedback. Because people are like, Carson, like, acts like he's, like, that his school is superior to ours. And that comes across in our meetings. <laughs> it's like, guys. That's the whole point of your job. My job is to get students out of your delightful mess that has its strengths and into, you know, a baccalaureate institution. Yeah. Sometimes the grass is greener, okay? you for doing your job. Well, it's tough because it's like my job is to get students from their school to our school. So the better I am at my job, the worse it is for them. And I have to I take pride and I'm really good at it. Like their tuition, uh, their enrollment was down last year and they're our main feeder school. And in my first year in this role, like even though they were down, like way down, like scary, this is going to affect our budget. 
uh, down, everyone's worried like, oh no, if they're down, we're going to be down because our students all come from them. But no, we were up by like seven to ten percent. They better give a new raise. No, like they can't because there's federal laws preventing that. <laughs> um, I just do it because. Do you get all the government holidays? You get all the government holidays. It's a pretty sweet gig. We'll get eight hours, you know, a sick day a month, and almost 15 hours of vacation a month. Dang. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is and it isn't, but it's work. Yeah. You get to travel a little bit. I get to travel, and my job is to help students get into college. Hey, you're changing lives. Changing lives, taking names and chewing gum, and I'm all out of changing lives. So you just take their gum? It's like taking candy from a freshman. Yeah. If the candy is gum. So... Preferably gum wrapped in candy, surrounded in hard candy like a blow pop. Who are your favorite comedians are into right now? My favorite comedians who I'm into right now. Like stand-up wise? Just whatever. Uh... Well, I mean, it's. I just like to list all my friends who like inspire me that I see locally in yeah. Portland. You want to give some shout outs? No, because that makes me sound like a douche. Pretty much everyone in Portland I love. Portland scene? You guys got Anywhere. quite a scene there. It is. It's awesome because when you travel, like I travel for work and like to get like on mics and shows, even all you have to say is like, I'm from, I'm one of those Portland comedians. You've heard about us. Here of Ron Funches. You hear of Ian Carmel, you hear of Dwight Slade, you hear of Christine Levine, you hear of Christian Ricketts, you hear of Jimmy Neustetter, you hear of Amy Miller, you hear of Barbara Holm. They represent Portland. So then they just like let you Young get Guns, there. Curtis Cook, Lucha Fasano. So they like, here you go, Carson yeah, Creasy. Because they let us on and then this we just. This is destroy. like when you go to like Seattle or. Seattle, San Francisco. I went to Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. Was on a show did with a Canadian. A, did a Canadian show with a former professional wrestler. Nice. His name is Canadian professional wrestler. He went by Ladies Choice. So did he like wrestle in like the indies up there or Yeah, he was a real deal. He had really nice pecs. Yeah. Great. They gotta tan. be in good shape and they gotta have a tan. Fabulous hair. Yeah. And he literally had the voice. So he had the look and the voice. And he talked about his voice. Yeah. Because people always ask Ladies Choice pretty good about his vibe i'm doing that's you're exactly doing, how it sounds good at it. You like, can nobody it. knows who he is but for all you know this is exactly how ladies choice know, sounds when he grabs the mic with your skill set you could be a good like heel manager you know i thought about that i was like who are these managers where do they come from do they get paid to do that because to me the the ring managers in professional wrestling are like the hype man in my mighty boston's yes it's like, they don't need you, but if you're doing your job well, you're awesome. Yes. <coughs> I should be the next Paul Bearer. You should. So I think you got you got style, you got charisma. You yeah. can take a bump if needed. I could take a, a bump of cocaine oh, any, any day. <laughs> Please, I've been doing bumps and Moby Dicks and Badlands since before you were even born into 2005. What? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. So what else is going on? Just in general. Do you ever listen to my show? Never. Thanks, bro. Do you ever watch my comedy? 
Yeah. <coughs> I listen to your show when you have important things to say. Like what? Like when you have the redhead from True Blood on. Are you listening to that? Yeah. She was cool. I imagine. Yeah, she was pretty cool. We talked about Mr. Science Theater 3000. That was a delightful conversation about nerdy shit. And Sierra games. The Special Olympics? King's Quest. And um, those were Sierra games, weren't they? Oh, no, okay. those were epics. Remember that? We used to play those. That, that You had, what was that, like winter games, summer games, and world games. California games. And California games. I was all about the hacky sound. On the computer. And I love, like, the little opening ceremony of, like, the guy running out. That's good. And the Winter Games had, like, the biathlon. No, I got pretty good at that. It had hot dog. Hot dog skiing. My um, favorite on the World Games was cliff diving. Cliff diving. It's <clears throat> pretty cool. That one also had sumo and log rolling and caber toss. Caber toss was dope. Caber toss was hard. You'd be good at the caber toss. I would probably end up killing myself or something. I else. think the caber tosser had red hair. Yeah. Because he was Scottish. So what do you, like a caber toss, do you chuck it forward? You just try and flip it. flip over your head? No, forward. Okay. I would end up, it would fall on me. I know. Yeah, but that'd be a really funny viral video. You've seen me fall a lot. I've seen What's you trip funniest? over a speed bump. Yeah, is that the best, Brendo? Because I was, Smash. I remember I would make fun of you for like almost a decade. Yep. That was like pretty much how I introduced you at parties. Hey, this is my brother, Brendan Creasy. He once tripped over a speed bump in a parking lot. Yes. Outside of a Vons in La Costa, California. Yes. And then after about like 10 years, you were like, hey, you remember that story you like to tell all the time? <laughs> and do uh, you remember what else happened that day? And I was like. Um, was that the day that you joined the Boy Scouts and got the rank of Life Scout? I don't know. No, that was the day. That was the day our dad died. That was the same day our dad died. You tripped on a speed bump. You think that was like foretelling? Like, is that like Donnie getting a gutter ball? I think it was more of like, more of like when uh, Obi Wan's or not. On the, he doesn't get a gutter ball. He just doesn't get a strike. It's the only time. It's right the day he dies. It's true. Yeah, it's like he wasn't throwing rocks that night. Yeah, so what was going on? I think it was more of like you know, like Alderaan just got blown up, and oh. like Obi Wan had to like. Heard them. You felt a tremor in the Force, and it cost you to. If you want to pin that one on Dad, I'll take it. All right. You pin that one on Carson Creasy the Third. Sure. Well, Carson Creasy the Fourth accepts it. That's not your real name. It's my stage name. I know. If you type in Carson Creasy Four on Google, you get like your awesome stage reviews. I have awesome stage reviews. Hey, you got some good reviews. I try to stay off the interwebs ever since I uh, got ripped apart by the East Bay Express for my portrayal of Franz Kafka. Oh well, screw those guys. Actually, it was an it was a review that was so bad it was great. It was is it like still online. It is. I gotta find that. Uh, and it's, uh, I think it was the East Bay Express said, uh, Creasy's turn as Kafka with his jarring 
squeaky voice is generally intolerable to be around. <laughs> he's like, he's like Crispin Glover. Oh my gosh. In uh, Dracula, or is he? But I was like, I got compared to Crispin Glover. That's pretty from awesome. Back to the Future One and just really one. Yeah. Uh, and also Willard. Yeah, exactly. And Bartleby. I was uh, I was touched. You've had some good reviews. Yeah, but you don't remember those. No, only the bad ones. So it's true. So you have a good show. You remember the one grumpy face in the front row. So that ever like really bother you? Yeah, because I mean, well, I think well for me, I can't speak for comedians in general, but for me, well, it's like just love me. Why doesn't everyone love me right now? Is that the reason jokes. why you do it? I do it for a lot of reasons. Um, but there is, you know, I mean, anyone, whether it's theater, uh, music, live performance of any kind, you know, there definitely is an energy that is exchanged between an audience and a performer that really can't be duplicated. I mean, the feeling of, you know, dropping a nice set or, uh, dropping some, some sick beats, at Battle of the Bands as a member of the Orange Tang Clan in high school. Or just, uh, it just feels good. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's nice. It's like, well, I think of it, you know, in that broad sense of like service. Like my, when I perform for Ryan, it's like I'm doing like service to mankind. Yeah. It's like, look, this is for you, you guys. I want us all to have a good time. Laugh a little. Think about things. This is my gift to you, world. One of our uh, listeners asked, uh, what's the f- best, funniest Brendo story? And I'm, I'm going to go for it. The funniest Brendo story? Go for it. I mean, we did talk about you tripping on a, I mean, tripping on a speed bump. Yeah, that's it? Funny how? I Funny like, em- like the most embarrassing story? We can't talk about no. I'm doing that. Yeah. It's like just something like you think about and makes you laugh. When you think about, I don't know. Well, when you get mad, (laughs) it's the best. I I think. Can you get mad at me right now? No. And do one of the songs. Do your mad song. I can't do it. Have you talked about that? A little bit. When Brendan gets really, really mad, he sings these awesome like (laughs) satire songs in the moment. These improvised musical numbers. About like, it's like the, angry scatting. It's he says like angry so, scats. I don't know how to. It's a freestyle. It. It's like, a, and it depends on like what's popular now. I remember like, like, uh, and I went by my middle name Andrew growing up. I remember one of them was like when I really like if I would like eat his burrito or like take the last hot sauce or like uh, you know would like change the channel from the from the Mickey Mouse Club to Sports Center. He'd be like. Uh, all I want to do is kill Andrew, because I got a feeling I'm not the only one. And then just be like, it's hilarious. So I just, it would make me want to, it was a totally ineffective, because it make me want to do it more to see what else you want to do. Oh my God, I'm so crazy. In the very best way. What were some of the other ones? I don't know, man. It was just whatever. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Kill I, I, I still, I do it at work, man. It's, a, it's really embarrassing. 
Yeah. yeah do it at work sometimes. When you're an angry child, yeah, you get mad. Yeah. Is it is it offensive when I call you a chihuahua? I don't know what that is. That's what they call the uh, the the phone the phone jockeys in Slumdog Millionaire. Oh yeah. Well, actually, the Chai Waller, I guess, is worse because they're the ones that bring the tech support people their 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 chai tea. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, those are some good numbers that you would bust out. <laughs> you got to remember more. What are some songs that you used to love to to scat? It would be like dumb to... stuff, like really dumb stuff. You could push those buttons, man. Push the buttons. (coughs) Pushing Brendo's buttons. And it would happen, like, it can still happen. It can still happen. And, like, you've made girlfriends uncomfortable. Whose girlfriends? Your girlfriends. Not your girlfriends. No, it doesn't make people uncomfortable. It's delightful. It's like my (laughs) gift to the world is... Sharing the joy of Brendan's rage because it's so rare. Why would anyone want to make you mad? Do you You're the best. Some, what, do you, I don't know. I just keep thinking, like, should I ask? Like, you would know if I was just totally nuts. And sometimes it's something I worry about. We're all a little mad here. True. True that. Um, I don't know. Sorry. Just was thinking about stuff. You were thinking about stuff. You know what I like to think about? Cool stuff. It's way better than just stuff. (sighs) I'm putting you to sleep. No, I'm just... Need some water. You need some water? I got this water at Carl's Jr. 1am last night. Yeah, you were trying to get me to get you a large water. Now you regret that. We would have way more water. <laughs> Is there anything you want? Now we have a, a cup about the size of from it's Mallrats. Kid cup. The, yeah. the water cup. What was the character's name? He would bring his Brody. water. Brody's character. You're you're big in the Kevin Smith stuff, huh? Well, yeah. Who got you into Kevin Smith? You did. All, all this is because of you. I, di- I did this to the world? Yes. How? You rented Clerks. It took me two tries. Yeah. Because we were at the, that video store at the... Well, it was a video vault, I think. I think it was Warehouse. Warehouse? No, it wasn't Warehouse because they had the tags on a ring. Well, maybe okay. when I finally got it because we were at one of those video stores. Well, I don't know because this, this would have been like when it came out. So this would have been like 95. Yeah. Because How remember- did you... You were in like sixth grade. How did you know about clerks? The the middle school like uh, youth group intern was like, I probably shouldn't be telling you kids this, but <laughs> you should check out clerks. Really? Because it's rad. Don't tell your parents I, I, I said that. <laughs> and like, this guy was cool. He like skateboarded and I didn't think he wanted to like touch me Yeah. in a weird way. He just wanted to share the joy of really frank, raw uh, comedy. And so uh, I was always trying to look for, like, the cooler thing than the next. 
So I was like, oh yeah, if this is what the cool guys are listening to, I gotta check this out. But I remember like a, I was at the video store and this dude was on a date and he was trying to convince his girlfriend to rent Clerk. She's like, no, I don't want to rent that. I want this. And he's like, all right, fine. But then he switched the tags. Oh. Because they were in some weird movie called Ambulance. It was like a stupid thriller. And I was like so nervous because like mom didn't really care what we were renting. Just give her a tag. She didn't care about the ratings. Yeah. So I was trying to be like really discreet and just like, Ugh. and I didn't even look at it until I got home. And I got stuck with ambulance. Ambulance. And I was like, this isn't funny at all. But then I learned about what happened, brought home clerks, and shat myself. How yeah, because I remember watching clerks, and then we rented, we ended up renting Mall Rats when that came out on video. We, like, knew that was coming and rented it. Because it was tough to sneak into our movies when you're 15, 14. Yeah. Also, it wasn't in the theaters for very long. Was not. But then Chasing Amy was actually one of the first R-rated movies I saw, like, legally. Totally legal. Saw it at AMC 12. But yeah, so all that's because of you. I'm sure the Kevin Smith canon would have found you. Found me. In college. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I was already ahead of the game, though. We were also ahead of the game on The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. I visited you while I was still in high school. I was like, what's up, cool college dudes who would later go on to form rad <laughs> rock groups and comedy <laughs> podcasts and record labels? I'm Brendan's little brother, and I think tonight we should watch The Big Lebowski. Hmm. Yeah. Change in Stewart Hall at the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I loved The Big Lebowski had nothing. I think I knew like Fargo was a cool movie that won the year before, but I was like, we were, I was obsessed with bowling. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, Steve Buscemi, bowling, Julianne Moore, what more do I need? Nothing. Flea, Jack, John Goodman, the badass exterminator from Arachnophobia is in it. <laughs> King Ralph is in it. The King Ralph. Oh, that movie was dope. Yeah, we had, do you think? Like, we had a pretty cool childhood because our dad just took us to whatever movie we wanted to go to. Yeah. And, like... Even a couple rated R's. Oh, yeah. We, would, we went to a lot of action... Glory. Like, action movies. Glory was the first, but Point then... Point Break? We saw, like, all those... We saw Terminator 2, like, Last Action Hero, Point Break, um, all those action movies, uh, what else? Um, like, Hudson Hawk. Oh, Hudson Hawk is the jam. Um, but we saw all those, like, when they opened in the theater. Like, we were action movie junkies. I became obsessed with cappuccinos when I was in, like, Hudson fifth grade Hawk. because of Bruce Willis yeah. and Hudson Hawk. Me too. And it, like, all the all... things all the things that, like, you read about. Like, I, I've listened to podcasts that are, like, just slamming. Like, there's podcasts like, how the fuck did this get made? Yeah. And there's a great episode because it was all about Hudson Hawk. And all the things that make it delightful, like the, the candy bar yeah, game. Yeah, the candy bar game. It's yeah. like, it's almost like a farce, Pink Panther, like weird sound. It's like, we love that. Like Butterfinger, I thought Butterfinger was my, Butterfinger Mike was my hero. Yeah. I was like, that, that's my favorite character. I thought that movie was hilarious. Cappuccino's with Bomb, Michael, everything I know about, mod, about uh, classical art, I learned from <laughs> Hudson Hawk. There you go. And all about Michelangelo. And then we also... Da Vinci. Then... Because we also, we watched a lot of movies in the theater. Dogs playing poker. And then... Anthony Mario, she's Mario. 
we the Mario Brothers. We the had Nintendo our, joke. Um, they slipped in there. We had we would tape movies off of HBO and we Showtime, would. and so we had a couple movies that we watched like all the time. The trick was to mute it when they said the following movie is rated R. Yes, because you like well, you don't know if, if like someone's listening. And so we would tape them, and then we would just we because like so we had a few movies that were like just and some real sexes taped. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta love that, you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, just like sneak downstairs and press record, because I was a smart kid, but I couldn't even figure out our schedule. Well, I think we did towards the end, yeah. programmed it, so it was like, my mo- mom noticed, like, the, the thing just started recording in the middle of the night, I didn't know what was happening. Like, oh, that crazy Zenith, this wacky front-loading VCR machine. So what were our go-to movies? We had Troop Beverly Hills, we watched that like a thousand times. What a thrill, Troop Beverly Hills. Jenny Lewis. Right, Carla Gugino. Sure, these are names. It's a lot of young actresses. Margot I mean, from Punky Brewster. That's right. Nikki from Saved by the Bell. Miss Nikki Bliss. Minaj. Yes, um, but I, I still Coach like Nelson. Lines from that movie like pop in my head. My sometimes. daddy. Yeah, my daddy. But I was like the the Girl Scout cookie song. Came into my head because I saw some Girl Scouts. And it's like chocolate chip. A box of them would be so nice. Of course, you remember the food Try song. Some to it even twice the price. Buy some. Robin Leach was in that. Man, they had a lot of cameos. It was it was good. Beverly um, Hills. What a thrill! Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was pretty awesome. Patches. Um, we only know stinking patches. Then. What was oh yeah? If looks could kill, that was good. We watched that so many times. Richard and, Rico. Yeah, and I watched it because it was on Amazon or something like recently, and it holds up. I think it holds up. Um, the what else? Uh, original Batman. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, we wore that out. Um, but then what was another? Oh, Toy Soldiers. We watched that over and over and over again. So that was a joy to me to. <coughs> Get to meet both Will Wheaton and Keith Coogan, and I've asked both talk to get to talk to both of them about Toy Soldiers. It's the, it's the best. You touch these wires, they're explode. Like that was so intense, and he was on Lost. Yes, that was like patchy. Oh, he's great. He's a great bad guy. And um, I remember the whole mouthwash thing. Oh, yeah, Gossett, schnapps in the mouthwash. Yeah, Louis Gossett Jr. And there was like, because I remember there was that phone sex scene. This is like... Phone sex. The things we used to have to do for porn. <laughs> what did we do? Remember you... What was a great... Remember you... Remember like, you had like... It was just like you were carrying a nuclear device that everyone was after. Like you were a spy when you brought home that porn. Oh, well that was... That you traded my Mark McGuire rookie... Oh, no, that I traded... For. No, 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 no. All I know is you exchange my baseball cards for something lewd and indecent. No, I exchange your baseball cards, I think, for flat-out money. Um, I exchange Street Fighter 2 for Super Nintendo. What? For an adult film? Well, I ended up having... We did a trade back. But... Because it was just too hot. Me again, remember when... Too the, hot! The heat was too much! I couldn't deal with the it! The stories you told about, uh, like, coming home when, when kids in your class knew that you had the porno, like... Oh, dude! Like, it was like, well, that that's like my... that was That's gonna be like an... Ep- if we do, like, this 
sitcom or something, it would be a whole episode like me getting a little racy here for Radio Brando Man, but, you know, it's in eighth grade. So wait, young. you in eighth grade is too racy for your podcast now? I don't know. We don't really talk about this kind of stuff. What are we talking about? We're talking about it. Adult films? Yeah. <laughs> well, I so I had it. And word got around at school that I had it, so it's I was probably like, Sean Meadows. He has a big mouth. Oh yeah, you can tell him I said that. Love you, Sean. I'm gonna add you on Facebook soon. <laughs> but some, somehow I got so like I got attacked. Sean Meadows times. is the guy who got a knife pulled on him from the ice cream man. Not just a knife, like a machete. A machete. But what's the ice cream man doing with a machete? Protecting guess... himself from punks like Sean. <laughs> Coming up to him with their hands open, spouting off that free candy BS. Is that what he was trying to get free candy? I don't know. Something. Maybe he just wanted a bomb pop. You know he must have said something. Probably said something racist. I don't know. He wasn't a real racist guy. That's true. Well, anyways. What are you talking about? Oh, the the porn in my bag. So oh. I ended up I ended up having to pull a switch. Um, when nobody was like a Thomas to... Crown affair kind of yeah. deal, <laughs> I stuck it in Tim's lunch bag. Tim. So, t- and then so I get like attacked. They dump out my bag. There's nothing in there. Who's like, attacking you? Just a... I want names. Dudes. Bros. There was some skate bros that tried to attack me. Then some bro bros. It was like various gangs. It was like the warriors. I'm like moving through Warriors. gang territory. Gang territory. Bring us your but it, by this point, by this point, Tim is on the bus, and they can. So I'm I, imagining like running to the bus. It's like slowly taken away, and like <laughs> he's reaching his hands out like those small, tiny bus windows that can only go down like six inches. Yeah. And you're like running as fast as you can, and you know you're not very good. You like you swing your arm around in like a tornado motion, and you let go your backpack, and he reaches out and grabs it, pulls it in, looks up, only to see another gang. <laughs> bus yeah. hooligans. Well, we got away from the... We already... We had our pre... We had, like, our standard plan to avoid bus hooligans. Which is to shit your pants? No, we so would... you smell so bad that no one wants to sit next to you? We would make sure that we were the first out the bus. We took a shortcut. We wouldn't go the long way all the way up to Sereno Court. That's no, like no death. No one goes that way. That is death. No. Um... Because there's a lot of shit you can run into by the time. So we would go along the back side and go in the hole under Tim's fence. Go through the back hole. And that was how we got away from bus hoodlums. We also had our instruments. So Tim knew you had the adult. I'm pretty sure he did. But that wasn't his thing. He, he was, was just that an jam. innocent bystander, but he was a good friend. He was the you in the streaking story. He was just along for the yes, ride. Yes, and just making sure that I did. He was the bag man. Yes. So and your muscle, but we also had our instruments, which we also used to defend ourselves at times. Your saxophone, and Tim with his, because Tim with a baritone swinging around. You make it sound so intense, the band nerd. Pretty freaking intense. Pretty intense. Well, we had some. Okay, I still don't understand what who thought it was a good idea to. They had freshmen like Oak Crest was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So you have freshmen in high school... Oh, Christ, more like butt crust. ...mixed in with 7th graders. So you have, like, full-on dudes that have gone through puberty... Dudes with mustaches. It's 7th graders, and we have to ride the bus together, and... Shower together? Just want to be... No, there's no, no showers. Showering. 
Um, people just, and there were some dudes in our neighborhood that were just tough boys. Tough boys! Wanted to start some crap with the nerdy kids. You remember Sasha? Nope. And, like, some of those older kids, like, Blake Ritchie's older brother, and, like, his friends. Oh, Blake Ritchie sounds like a bully. He well, he was kind of a dick, Sounds too. like a meanie. But then his brother and his brother's friends, those guys are the ones that were starting shit. Fucking. And then, things started getting shady in eighth grade because Scott became the neighborhood fucking pot dealer. Whoa, the NSA is listening. Are you a snitch? This was a long time ago, and I think he had, I don't know what happened. Okay. So. You know what snitches get, right? Lots of. Stitches. Or staples. I didn't say a last name. Staples in their head? Like the kind I gave you? Yeah. I had to crack you over the head with a golf club? It did happen. Do you think I did that on purpose? No. I know you didn't. You're right, I didn't. I walked behind you. It was my fault. What was I doing standing right behind you? With a golf club? Yeah. But... You were looking for pain. Probably. But just towards eighth grade when Scott was dealing, this guy that lived on our street, all sorts of shady characters were taking our bus and being around. Oh, so they would use the bus to get to the drug guy's house. Yes. That's in, that's interesting. He had a whole freaking... Yeah. Very industrious. I didn't realize what was going on until I... The bus driver would be like, who are you kids? I don't know. How would they get... So they would get dropped off there, but how would they get home? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I just remember there were a lot of people coming through our neighborhood. They walked down to Lacoste Avenue. Probably take the 309 bus. Get that bus. Get that. Um, You could get anywhere on the 309. Plaza El Camino, Clubhouse Baseball Park. So I just noticed that stuff was going on when Tim and I were like, there are people here that we know live in Encinitas or that we know live in like... Wherever, what are they doing up here? And they would go to Scott's house to watch a porn. Come leave, and it was like, like, like I know that girl. I know she lives in Lucadia. Right. That's how you knew. Like we, we would be like, oh, they must be smoking the dope. Yep. Because they're hanging out. There. Yeah, because we'd be outside playing hoops, and like it was oh, just a rotating neighbor. people coming by. That just reminds me of like parenting. Like Scott was like the one kid where parents were like don't. Go to that kid's house. Of course, like, hey, Scott, can we hang out? Yeah. And, like, parents were right. Scott, I was an accomplice to a breaking and entering when I was in first grade. Yeah. Because Scott climbed on my back to climb in through our neighborhood, our neighbor's bathroom. And he just waltzed around, found some kish, some cash, and walked out. Yeah. That's crazy. First grade. Yeah. Suburban San Diego hooligans. I tell you, Stuff happens like bored kids, man. Scott yeah, was great, trouble. though. He didn't give a fuck. It's true. We, we, I remember we found a bowling ball. And I was like, what are we doing with this bowling oh, yeah. ball? Oh, Scott's like, just throw it down the street and watch it hit a car. And we're like, great idea. Let's do it. That's exactly what happened. It's like, and you see in like movies, like, uh, you know, like in like uh, The Boy Who Could Fly, like the kind of person who would like pee into a squirt gun and squirt people with that it. That was Scott. That was Scott. Well, we did the our Regans, own thing. The Regans alerted us to that. Yeah, but then remember when were you part of, were you in on this when we were filling up a sparklets bottle outside your room with pee? Because we were going to dump it on Matt Elke. But we ended up just dumping it no. in the driveway. 
That sounds gross. Well, that happened. Ew, it sounds like it smells. It did smell, because I remember we ended up dumping it in the driveway because I couldn't get Matt Elke to come over to the house so I could dump pee on him. What is it with little boys wanting like, to pee on everything? I don't know. You're way worse than me. With what? Peeing. Worse how? Like, I'm I'm not as good at peeing as you are? You pee everywhere and, like, on things. You peed on me once. I did pee on you. Yeah, we were hiding in the bushes for some reason. At well, I, point. I had to get you back. What? I'm sure you peed on me. I don't think I peed on you. Spend a lot of time in bathtubs. Probably just, you know... Also, Mom would have us go in the... In the we Little brothers do weird shit. Like, well, there's pictures of us in the baby pool outside with, like, no clothes on. Like, Yeah, you probably peed on me then. Why are we naked in the baby pool? Kids don't need clothes. That's why they're so awesome. That's true. But I have, like, fair skin. I'm sure I got sunburn. On your pee-pee? That would be painful. Yeah. What else? Because we were, like, out there on the deck. Yeah. All right. Well, we've. I think we've done enough damage here. What's our closer? I don't know. I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about now that you're finally on this show and talking to your bro, bro time? Have we even... Have we started yet? Are we done... This is the intro. It's a good intro. So now we got to do another hour and a half. I can do that. <laughs> we'll have to do part two then. Part infinity. But any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts are escaping me right now. Need plugs? Funhouse Lounge, Portland, Oregon. Yep. I perform there most every Saturday. Yeah. Coming up in what month is it? This month, May. Yeah, not this month, but next month we're uh, bringing back the uh, Golden Girls Live. So if you're in that area, you should come see Carson Creasy. It's brought audiences to tears. You're on Facebook and you're CarsonCreasy.com. No one goes there. Oh. Don't go there. So should I not pay the bills on that website anymore? Go there and get me more ad money. I can pay my brother. So it's to my website. Pay me. I just like doing your website. You need to keep... That's like your online presence, man. Yep. You need to be posting more videos. Yep. You need to be out there. There's only so many hours in the comedy day. Yeah. Alright, well, thank you very much, bro. Welcome, bro. For being on the show. Remember that time I won $500? Yeah. Did you get your money? Got my check from Let's Make a Deal. Nice. That's the one thing that's on my website. If you want to see me and Brendan, <laughs> who I name drop, you can see him. I name drop him. Yeah. You can watch a clip of me uh, making myself $500 for randomly guessing numbers and shit. Yeah, and they... The late the girl in the booting was really dumb. Well, she was really good at guessing random letters. But then she blew it in the last thing. That's true. She got nothing. Yeah. I got five hundred dollars. Yeah. That I had to sign for and pay taxes on. So how much did you end up getting after taxes? Five hundred dollars. I don't pay I pay a lot of taxes. <laughs> okay. Just realized that there's it's a... Uh, I, I I got my I got my fair share. Okay. 
uh, this other guy who had won a uh, 75-inch 3D plasma TV, he was dressed as Blackula. And uh, when he was filling out the paperwork, he's like, is it cool if uh, I give you guys a P.O. box? Um, you can deliver that there. Because right now, I'm, you know, between residences. So that'd be cool for me. And uh, that was like the classiest, most diplomatic way possible of saying like, I'm homeless. Homeless guy. <laughs> Came on this show to win me some prizes or some money. I'd much rather have money, but you dumbasses gave me this big old TV, so... Send it to this P.O. box so I can flip it for some cash. Which is the, what's what you do. Hey man, you gotta be resourceful. You gotta do what you can. It's a tough world out there. It's a tough world, world out there for black vampires. Yeah. But, and I mean. Modern day Los Angeles. Now he has a 3D television. Can watch Black Hila in 3D. And he can bring all his friends over. And if they each bring a pair or purchase their own pair of. Maybe yeah, because I think it only the 3D comes TV with, come with 3D glasses? They come with, like... Mine came with, like, four pairs. You have a 3D TV? In my room, but I have nowhere to use the 3D, because it's kind of dumb. 3D TV, kind of dumb. You heard it here first. I'm not into it. Well, then I'm not into you. I'm sorry. And I'm no longer into this podcast. Don't you have a 3D TV? No. Okay. What do I look like? I know you have a nice TV. Or did you lose that? It's not talk. It's not open that can of worms. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, um, this is going to be another episode of Radio Brendo Man. Be sure to check us out at RadioBrendo.com. Click that Amazon banner. Help us out. Subscribe on Stitcher. Rate us on iTunes. Click it or ticket. BrendoMan at gmail.com with your questions, comments. Um, He's bored. We'll answer your emails. Just try it. CarsonCreasy.com. That's me. You got YouTube videos of your stuff. Yeah. Are you going to put that one of the dog peeing? Sure. That was pretty funny. He was actually pooping. Pooping. He weren't paying attention no, was, okay. to my video installation piece that is a dog pooping as Gilbert Gottfried performs the last four minutes of his famous Friars Roast of Hugh Hefner Aristocrats joke. There you go. And, uh... That'll do it. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Carson Creasy. Have a good one, everybody. But not too good. Why not too good? Don't blow your load. (laughs) Save some for the sequel. Okay.
try to keep my distance Every day's the same for everyone Step out the door, the competition has begun I'm looking out the window for a sign You'll never pick me up on time Acquaintances by their Podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.